0: Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. Today's episode is titled The Psychology of Winning. And I describe how being a competitive person my whole life and kind of always focusing on needing to win came along with some negative side effects and consequences in my relationship. And today I'll break down four categories of why need to win people may feel the need to win every argument or conflict, as well as I'll talk about the psychology of winning based on a book that I read and break down 10 key points of how to become a holistic winner instead of needing to win. So there's a clear slight distinction that has a massive positive ripple effect. So please, focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome to the show. I hope everyone's having an awesome day today. And this episode today is gonna tie into something again through what was going on in my life. I like to bring a spotlight to things when I'm having issues or struggles. Because A, it helps me resolve them. It helps me be better equipped for the next time. And also, I just like to share my lessons and what I'm doing because I know it's going to benefit other people, probably in particular, other men who have the same kind of struggles as me. And that's what it's all about. It's all about learning, becoming better, and sharing our lessons along the way. So, today's episode is titled The Psychology of Winning. And I just wanna share that I, I grew up playing sports, competitive sports. I was kind of bred with the mentality of needing to win. I, the goal was always to win, playing sports. You play to win. I literally had coaches who told us we weren't there to have fun, but we were there to win. And this instilled some amazing attributes in me, such as self-discipline, dedication, delayed gratification, uh, instilled a hard work ethic. I, I learned to never give up, Develop that never give up mentality, that mindset. It taught me to strive for success and that there was needed to be hard work in order to receive that success. And if you want extraordinary results, you must be willing to put in the work and do the things that most people are not willing to do. So those are some amazing lessons. And of course, going through this as a kid, I didn't know that this was, I guess, hardwiring me or impacting my psyche. I was just there to what I thought was have fun, but what I was told to win. Uh, But you know, that had a drastic impact on how that shaped me and who I ultimately became as a man. And and like I touched on there there were so many great qualities and attributes that came along with that. But as the years carried on, I even developed a group of friends who were also very competitive, and we always did things to win or be the best or turned everything into a little competition. And don't get me wrong, I absolutely loved this. This was <laughs> I loved doing that. I would always play, I'd always play to win video games, whatever it was, every little competition, sports, thing for fun, who's cleaning the dishes, whatever, all the competition. And I really enjoyed this. But this desire to win, no doubt had an impact on my psyche in good ways and some bad ways of which I'll talk about here. And previously, as, I, as I've mentioned in many episodes, many podcasts, I was a very closed-minded, selfish, unaware person and I didn't see the potential negative side effects that might come along with this need to win mentality. And I believe there was a direct link between being competitive and wanting to win in sports and wanting to win in things in life and, and needing to be right or needing to win in my relationship or in any conflicts or in any um, difficult circumstances in my relationship you know i didn't see that there might be a direct impact from being so competitive and wanting to win but once i got into that long-term relationship that i'm in now with jess at the start these negative consequences really started to creep in especially when there was that conflict or difference of opinions and over the past few years as I openly talk about my journey, I've really been trying to amplify my awareness and working on this matter in order to drop that must-win mentality when I'm with my loved ones or when I'm in a situation that it's not benefiting me to win or needing to win. And even with all the work I've been doing and amplifying my awareness and all that, I am still not perfect. I'm far from it. And just this past week, I encountered uh, an, an event that really, I really saw my old patterns and my old habits of that must win mentality that really came through with Jess and it had severely negative consequences. So I'll share my story here. But basically, again, I'm recording about May 8th here and our wedding is June 23rd. We already postponed our wedding a year, as I've mentioned before, from last year to this year. And again, it's looking like we're faced with many challenges and we're actually in a worse situation than we were last year. So obviously that comes with a little bit of turbulence and stress. And and Jess was feeling down about kind of the whole situation. And she said, Joel, do you mind? You know, she approached me in such a nice, thoughtful way because she knew what she was going to be asking for didn't necessarily, won't necessarily sit with me because she wanted to go shopping just to get some outfits for the wedding weekend, something to get excited about, have some outfits for after the wedding so we can play some outdoor games and all this and really approached it in a very thoughtful, (laughs) intentional manner. And this was right before we went to bed and I kind of, you know, I'll sleep on it kind of thing. And I I did not process this in the way I should have and I came back and I, I, I was very defensive on going. For one side note, I absolutely hate shopping. And that's why she probably was very intentional about how she approached this because she knew I hate shopping. I don't like going shopping. I don't like spending money on clothes. If I need new clothes, yeah, I'll get them. But it's not something that excites me. And I don't really like going with Jess. I encourage her to go with friends and uh, her girlfriends and all that. But due to COVID, you know, we, we're not really in a place where you go shopping with friends or even her mom. So she asked me to go to support her and be with her and i did not respond in the correct manner or in a good manner at all and i this ended up leading into a conflict and somewhat of an argument and i began to get very defensive and was using all these tactics to win the argument such as my old patterns where i at the start of a relationship where i did everything to win that argument I caught myself doing this again. So even though I've been doing all this work, that doesn't mean that hard wiring of always needing to be win as a kid that got instilled and wired into my psyche, you know, that's still there to some level that I need to actively, always consciously work to, to redirect that and change that wiring. So Anytime I see myself falling back into old patterns, I like to put a spotlight on it so I can improve on it. And just acknowledging it and being vulnerable and sharing this situation with all of you uh, and doing a podcast on the subject matter has many benefits. Uh, It has benefits for me because it brings more awareness. It really gives me tactical steps and solutions as I research the subject matter. And, and then it holds me to a higher level of, of accountability. And in return, I get to share my lessons and I get to share the research that I've done to hopefully help all the listeners out there. So I, <laughs> the information that I came about and came upon um, was mainly, I, I found some articles by Randy Gunther, who's a clinical psychologist and a marriage counselor and she came up with four categories of a must-win person. And to be honest, I've caught myself throughout the years in every single one of these categories. I'm not proud to say it, I'm not proud to admit it, but because I believe that I was instilled with that must-win mentality, it's good to win, you need to win here as a kid growing up in all those circumstances and scenarios through competitive sports and with my friends and everything. you know. I ended up becoming this must-need-to-win person, as she kind of describes. So she describes these four categories as the first one, subconsciously not wanting to lose. So happening at a subconscious level, not necessarily aware of this. And this one really related to me because it usually comes... Uh, to people who have a competitive nature who don't want to get, or somebody who doesn't want to get walked all over. Uh, In particular, feeling that you aren't heard or or, or feeling like you don't have a voice. And so this was kind of a double whammy for me because as a young boy, I felt like I didn't have much of a voice. I was really shy. I was timid. I played sports with older kids. The kids on my cul de sac growing up as a little kid were all older than me, and I was always just shy. I tried to stay in the background and not stand out too much and just kind of be there floating. And I never had that voice, and I was always kind of deprived of that. And now that I realize that, I at times overcompensate, especially with Jess whether it's in conflicts and uh, I don't want to back down because I feel like I'm not being heard and then I come over the top with this overcompensation. Obviously, it's gotten drastically better over the years, but I found myself falling into this again just this past week. And without being aware, we feel like our basic emotional survival instinct comes out um, when we're challenged or when we're in this fighting or argumentative state. And this tends to taint the alter altercations that we're having with a self-centered survival lens. You're doing all you can to survive. It, it triggers that primitive emotional survival instinct. And I'm sure you've felt it before when in an argument. It's just emotional reaction, trying to grasp onto anything you can to survive. You're not consciously stepping back, having awareness, thinking from a, uh, a stepped out zoomed out lens perspective. So I really resonated with that subconsciously not wanting to lose cause it's all our subconscious programming's just running and firing for us without us having that higher level of conscious awareness. So the second category she talked about was attachment to power. And this is a person who can't stand any challenge towards their version of the truth. And the more power you get and the less your opinions and perceptions get challenged by someone else, the more attached to the power you will be so the but just think about it it just makes sense if no one's challenging you if you feel like you're always right and you always have that power and you demand that power and everyone just bows over and just lets you have it of course that's just going to be a compounding cycle where that power just grows and grows and grows and you will not want to be challenged and you must need to win and be right so that's something to be aware about if we tend to want and desire and need that power that can be a very dangerous um, compounding situation the third category she talked about in a must-win person is the love for the game there are people who love to fight and this can be consciously or unconsciously you might be aware that you love to fight or you might not even be aware and it can be an addictive or familiar pattern that can actually release dopamine. There can be some kind of strange, deranged sense of feeling good or feeling that release of dopamine, that feel-good chemical, when we fight. And it can be an addictive or familiar pattern, um, just such as like being addicted to a substance, being addicted to drugs or alcohol. Our emotional behaviors and our emotional reactions can be addictive. It's the same chemicals, it works the same in our brain as as an addiction to a substance. We wanna seek that familiar emotional reaction because it's what we're comfortable and used to When we don't have it, we feel like we're lacking it. So then we might unconsciously create it. There's this unconscious love for the game that we might be creating. And it might be even something that brings excitement into a seemingly boring life. Some traits of a love the game conflict person can be use everything they have to keep a conflict going and try to win at all costs. If you see the argument just recurring over and over again, you get somewhere and all of a sudden it explodes and starts back from the start. Is there that endless cycle? It never seems to end. When, somebody gets, when the person gets offended when you tell them they're always trying to win in every fight and they don't care about how you feel, they get offended when you say that instead of being empathetic and saying, oh my gosh, really? Am I actually hurting you here? They can't hear that. They just get offended. And these people usually get over fights really quick and expect the other person to do the same. Oh, okay, well, whatever. What are we even fighting about? Let's forget about it. But it's like, whoa, hold on. There were some things said there, man. Like, there were some hurtful things. How do we just forget about that and move on? And in this category of loving the game, it's usually very difficult to find a true resolution that works. Like I said, it's just kind of forget about it and move on until that next argument. Um, and the fourth and final category is the dirty fighters category. And this is where somebody might use hurtful words or any words or phrases, even if they are off limit, to win, to win that conflict. They can be very damaging. This is where the person lacks emotional control. They have compulsive actions and reactions. They might tell you that you're crazy always flipping the blame, always flipping the conflict to the other person. So again, I am not proud to admit that I have fallen prey to all four of these categories at some point in my life. But because I'm not proud of that, that makes and wants me to desire to change and be better and not react in any of those categories. And conflicts are going to be a part of every relationship, especially every romantic relationship. And it's our responsibility to learn how to navigate them and to inflict as little damage as possible to the situation and also, of course, to our partner. And remember, if you've been hardwired to always win, always win in games, always win in sports, always win there's a good chance that there might be some negative side effects that will leak into your relationships such as i experienced and once we have that awareness of what might be happening and why it's happening we have to ask ourselves the this important question what is more important my relationship or being right And of course, this is not going to be easy to ask yourself this in the moment. But even if you can start with reflecting after an altercation and realizing that's not how you want to show up, then that is the step one. But that's certainly not enough. We need to have the awareness. We have to have the reflection on, okay, wow, I really feel grimy right now. I really feel like that was not the proper action to take then it's mandatory to take ownership for your part of the conflict and come forward and apologize and strategize how to properly resolve the issue with putting your ego down, with putting that need to win down. Always lead with ownership, authenticity, and vulnerability. And that is truly courageous. And that needs to be the new definition of what winning in a conflict means so instead of needing to win why don't we just flip flip the perspective and redefine what winning means and winning means it's a win-win situation winning means i'm hearing you and you're hearing me winning means coming to a stable safe grounds where both parties can agree on the resolution not one person wins, because then that means somebody's losing. But winning in a relationship means winning together. So luckily, there is a way to change if we think we might have some attributes of that must-win person. Whether you were somebody who was competitive back in the day like myself, needing to win in sports, needing to win in challenges, that's, there's probably a good chance that that's leaking into your relationship so the ways to change this is of course as i always mention and always talk about what's always the first step is be aware have awareness have a higher level of awareness and understanding of the frequency the intensity and what we don't like about being this must win person and we must have a deep deep desire to change it Um, put that pain versus pleasure what is the pain if i don't resolve this if i don't improve on this if i don't work to change the way i'm needing to win in every situation and flip it to what is the pleasure what are what is the positives of what are all the positives that are going to come if i can improve on this if we can improve on this together what might become of our lives and our relationship if we can do better at this so I also did some more research and I came up or found 10 key points in regards to psychology that will help you go from a must win person to a holistic winner. Now there's a clear distinction. It doesn't sound like much of a difference there, but there's a massive distinction. from going from a must win, that need, that must, I need to win, to a holistic winner, the full picture, everything about yourself, your relationship, your success, everything is winning together. Now there's a huge distinction there. And these 10 points that I'm gonna reference came from a book I read called The Psychology of Winning by Dennis Waitley. And the 10 points are from the book Um, but I elaborate and kind of touch on them with my own viewpoints. So the main 10 points are from the book, but I've, I've kind of, I've touched and, and I'll relate them to a relationship a bit. I made my own twist on it. So the words I'm going to say aren't necessarily from the book, but the 10 points are. So the first point is, and I also added a holistic uh holistic winning instead of just winning he mentions winning and success in the book a lot but i like to think of it as a a more grand overview scale as winning as a whole and success means success to whatever success is to you success doesn't just mean financial gain success doesn't mean being better than somebody else but success means thriving in your own world based on what your own needs and based on your own unique circumstances are So, point one, holistic winning starts with self projection, using the power of your mind to achieve what you envision. Um, And all these 10 points are, it's funny because I read this book after I went through a big transition in my life and a lot of change in my life. And every single one of these 10 points I actually used. In my own transition and in my own um, growth and journey and evolution of my life and my inner being so i'm not just saying these because i read them in a book i'm saying these because i actively use and have used them to better myself to get me from point a to point b a newer better version of myself so it starts with self-projection using the power of your mind to achieve what you envision Manage your mental state, environment, and physiology because that is what we can take control of. We can manage our mental states. We can manage the environment, the people, the settings we hang around in. And we can expect to win or we can expect to change. That is the winning mentality. First, we need to project ourselves as that new picture. We need to see ourselves, envision ourselves as a new version of us. If we are that must-win person, envision us as a holistic winner, not I need to win every altercation here. We need to win as a couple, as a team. And that is the self-projection we must have moving forward to all these other steps. Uh, step or point two is holistic winners develop a positive lifestyle that helps them and the people around them. You're not, you're not developing a lifestyle just to help yourself, but you're developing a lifestyle that's going to help you and the people around you. And as I talk about in all of my episodes and in many, many episodes and on a lot of my content, is we need to develop that positive lifestyle, holistic health, mind, body, spirit, implementing and developing daily practices habits and routines this is not a fad diet this is not a workout to get fit in four weeks and quit this is a lifestyle this is how we live every single day of our lives a positive lifestyle eating healthy exercise changing our mindset changing our changing our habits our routines that to instill that vibrancy that Um, that activity and just positive energy to our life and that can be supported through what we do every single day that's a lifestyle change that's not just a, a fad diet or to do something in the short term but we need to develop this positive lifestyle for the rest of our lives the third point is holistic winners have clearly defined goals as well as purpose in life They tend to get what they expect. So if you aren't sure what you want, you can't get what you want. You don't even know what you want. How are you going to achieve what you want if you don't know what you want? You have to be so clear, so specific on what you want. Set clear targets. That doesn't mean your target will eventually or necessarily manifest exactly how you think, but you need to have a target, a direction of where you want to go and this of course includes relationships where do you want your relationship to go how do you want your relationship to look how are you going to be a a holistic winner rather than a must win person we must be open to feedback hearing what's working and not what and what's not working be able to make adjustments and pivots to in regards to that feedback Uh, and we need to be able to this is huge break down big, massive goals into bite-sized pieces. You know, everyone can dream and everyone can say, oh, I want this and I wanna achieve this grandiose thing. But then we get into the the day-to-day of it and we just feel so far away from it and so isolated from that end target. But that's because we haven't broken it down to bite-sized, minuscule, small steps. This is a huge, huge thing to understand and comprehend. We just feel too far from our goal. If we're not breaking it down and, um, and of course having purpose in our life. And there's, there's a great example of having purpose in our life. There's a book called the man's search for meaning by Viktor Frankl, which is a true story. He was a a guy in a Nazi concentration camp and he quoted in the book, those who had no purpose perished, those with a goal to pursue or loved ones to see tended to survive. So if you had a loved one to see, or if you had purpose in life, he actively saw people in real life surviving these concentration camps because they had a purpose. So I'm going to flip this onto your relationship. What is the purpose of your relationship? What is the purpose of making your relationship better? You don't want to be constantly in argumentative states, constantly battling, constantly trying to win. You want to work as a team. You want to evolve and become better. What is the purpose of your relationship? So it's very important to have to keep in mind. The fourth point is holistic winners motivate themselves by focusing on the positive impact of their actions. So motivation. Motivation is driven from emotional states such as fear and desire. Successful people whatever success means to you, but successful people tend to set goals that motivate them with a sense of desire of wanting something better than they have right now. This of course includes the status of your relationship. Why do you want something better than you have right now? That needs to motivate you. That needs to excite you. And also remember that thoughts will influence what actions you take So focusing on motivating solution-based thoughts will really help you. Why do you want this? Motivate yourself through your self-talk and your thoughts. Don't focus on the problems. Don't just stay fixated on the problems. And this was a huge mistake that Jess and I got into at the start of our relationship. We would dwell and sink into our problems and only focus on our problems. We weren't solution-oriented. We weren't solution-focused. Now we have a problem, now we have an argument yeah there might be a back and forth uh, and then we're like okay how do we get out of this what is the what is the solution here we don't want to dwell we don't want to sit in that problem but we are motivated to find the solution and and that is that is a huge one as well Uh, the fifth point is holistic winners succeed by understanding that they themselves determine how their lives turn out so try to stop saying ah we'll see what happens don't see what unfolds don't see what happens but make it happen believe in the power to create your destiny this might sound cheesy this might sound phony but it's freaking true don't give your power away to chance into hoping you know the author used a great analogy in the book uh, this the psychology of winning thought he, he said that everyone's dealt a different hand um and think about a poker game if you're dealt a you know somebody might be dealt pocket aces and just have everything set for them at the start of their life or you might be dealt a seven deuce a seven two offsuit worst hand in poker you know you grew up with all these struggles you grew up in poverty and whatever it might be but if you play your cards right and um you have the ability to decide how you play that hand and if you don't fold the hand if you don't give up you have a chance to win no matter what that hand is you can beat those pocket aces with the seven two off suit so just remember that analogy of um you have the power to determine how your life turns out uh point six Holistic winners have excellent self-awareness and are able to easily empathize with others, making them very adaptable people. So be honest with yourself about your potential and what it will take to achieve a goal. And this includes achieving goals in your relationship as well. We tend to forget about setting goals in our relationship. We just expect it to happen because we love one another. We expect it to unfold perfectly because there's that love. But that love is the foundation. The love isn't what's going to build you into a thought thriving couple. You still need to set goals. You still need to be intentional with your with your actions to create a better relationship that doesn't just unfold, but we're, un, we're, we're led to believe that that just happens. <laughs> it happens because we're married. It happens because we made that commitment to one another, but that's not the truth. So be honest with what your potential is, what it's going to take for you to improve in any goal, especially in your relationship. And then um, remember that holistic winners don't give up when it gets hard and 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 think about it you know you, if you want a good body you you work out and you consistently work out and you maintain that exercise to maintain that body it's the same thing if you want a thriving relationship uh you need to maintain it you need to constantly work on it and you need to stop needing to win if you always need to win it's going to lead to conflict and of course, they need to be able to be open and flexible. And this is except, to be able to be open and flexible means to accept the stresses uh, of life. And that's a normal part of life and a normal part of relationships. And holistic winners don't get overly frustrated when there's difficult or stressful circumstances. They just realize that that's a point of life a part of life and when you can accept that fact you're not always in turmoil being like why me why is this me and it's, it's way easier to fall victim when you when you frame it that this is just normal this is a part of life this is a part of a relationship stresses and difficult circumstances are a normal part of life and when we can accept that it gets a heck of a lot easier, and it gets a heck of a lot easier not to fall into those slumps or holes or that victim mentality. Uh, point seven, holistic winners have high self esteem. They have high levels of self confidence, which remember, I've talked about this previously. Self confidence comes from taking action and proving to ourselves that we can do difficult things. Um, holistic winners accept themselves, understand that they are specifically unique, and use that to their advantage. They're frequently caught saying, I can, I will, I look forward to that. I'm improving on X, Y, and Z. They embody that growth mindset of, I can become better. I might not be (laughs) amazing or great right now, but I can become that. And if you're unhappy in your relationship, and you tend to go from relationship to relationship to relationship, maybe try to change how you feel about it rather than looking for a new relationship. Understand why, why you're unhappy and change the reactions to those feelings. Seek to understand why you might be happy and seek to understand that it can be uh, a difference of changing your perspective and changing the outlook and seeking to understand the other person so that they can understand you. And that can really, really help uh, and help you gain the confidence you need to say, this isn't my fault. You know, you just un- have, have a better understanding of what's going on. And that will give you more confidence um, to be able to create a better relationship where you're not just jumping relationship to relationship to relationship. And to gain more self-confidence in becoming a better partner, we need to take action. And, and that action, the again, as I mentioned, if we continue to take difficult action, that will produce and generate confidence. So... Point eight is you can change your own self image in order to change your behavior. And this is similar to point one, but people act in accordance to their perception of reality. First, you need to see yourself as a holistic winner or an amazing partner or even a different version or person. People act in accordance to their perception, not what is, not what is reality. Everyone has a different perspective perspective. So, who you who you really are does not influence your behavior as much as who you think you are so that is huge if you can think you're somebody else and if you can first imagine see yourself and think that you're a better version of yourself your actions will follow suit of that that is the first step your nervous system cannot tell the difference between an actual experience and one vividly imagined and there's a ton of research, a ton of studies that backs this point up. So change your self-image first and your actions will follow suit. It's a lot harder to do the other way around. Point nine is holistic winners strengthen their self-discipline so they can stay committed to their winning habits and this includes internal self-talk as I talk about a lot what is your dialogue what is vocabulary in your head that is internal discipline the vocabulary in your head is what will keep you disciplined keep you on track if you learn how to listen to that voice in your head and get that voice in your head working for you that is how we build discipline and of course mental simulation play the scenarios in your mind before the event That's discipline. Play it over. Don't just go with it and hope. Play it over in your mind. That's discipline. Play it over. What do you expect to see? Who is the person you expect to become? What is the relationship you expect to have? And the final and 10th point, holistic winners succeed in every sphere of life. They live in the present moment and create more holistic winners around them. So you can see how developing this holistic winning mentality will help us to remove that need to win but still at the same time satisfy that desire to win. So it's a, it's a subtle difference but has a massive change and helps us win in just every sphere of life but not needing to win. It's about redefining what winning is especially in a relationship. So that's the main points, I'm running a bit long here today, but just, just again to touch on the fact that I'm, I'm well into coaching now, I'm loving it, I'm loving the process, I, I believe the clients are as well. It's something I'm extremely excited about. My schedule is really busy, but I could probably fit in another one or two clients if, if it was the right fit. So if any of my work, any of my content is resonating with you, and you're really wanting those results and you want that extra push, and you want the results to come quicker, then coaching can be the right fit. Um, so feel free to check out my website at joelmahe.ca. Uh, there's, there's more information about coaching on there. Feel free to reach out to me via my email, which is coaching at joelmahe.ca. Uh, look me up on Instagram. My tag is joelmahe. Send me a message there. I'd love to connect. Uh, whatever it may be. And again, if you're enjoying these podcast episodes, I would really, really appreciate if you can give it a five-star rating. And if you're feeling juicy, give it a, give it a nice write-up review, if you're resonating with it, if it's something that's positively impacting it. You know, I spend a lot of time creating content, working on this. Uh, I'm not gaining any financial monetization from any of this. Um, so I would just really appreciate that, that rating and review. So just to end you with a couple words, uh, we need to shift our perspective and mindset from that must win to becoming a holistic winner. Remember those 10 key points from the psychology of winning. Self-projection. Develop that positive lifestyle. Have clearly defined goals and have purpose in life and your relationship motivate yourself by focusing on the positive impact of your actions solution-based do not focus on the problems you determine your destiny amplify your self-awareness of what's going on are you in that i need to win mindset have the awareness in, to enable us to take necessary actions to change what is undesirable about our circumstance Improve your self esteem by taking new actions to build that self confidence. Change your self image first. The actions will follow and strengthen your mental self discipline by the self talk and what we're telling ourselves in our minds. This is the formula to a better version of yourself. And when we can surrender the need to win in all conflicts and arguments, And when we redefine what winning is, we will surrender our average lives. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing day. Take care.